Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 18, Episode 17, One-on-One, Part 3. And if you couldn't tell, I'm feeling a little under the weather, if you couldn't hear it in my voice already. (laughs) Turn the bass up a little bit, huh? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) But I'm also doing this at death's door because my temperature was over 100 degrees, which we know Cody's hospitalization level is at (laughs) 99.6. Right. I mean, you should have been able to at least call out of the podcast today, at the very least, if not rush to the ER. But I'm pretty sure it's not COVID, so it's not life-threatening at this point. So if you hear any sniffles or sneezes in the background, I apologize in advance. <laughs> right. You do have to edit the episode as well, so <laughs> it might be in a, a NyQuil days. This is your part where you then read the TLC description. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll jump in there. In part three of this riveting one-on-one interview special, Cody talks about sabotaging his relationship with Robin. Suki discovers how a personality test might have contributed to the family drama, and Christine reveals her engagement to David. I don't know if they could say reveals at this point, because this is... People Magazine reveals. It's common knowledge. (laughs) There is no revelation that's taking place. Can you believe that they left out what would have been the most anticipated parts of this episode, which was revisiting the family Christmas gift exchange group text thread. And damn, that is hard to say. Well, and also we still, well, uh, we did get to hear David say one word. <laughs> so, we didn't even get to see him sit down, did we? We do know that. He, he can speak. He can communicate. 
But that's all we know so far. And after one word, we already know he's a better communicator than Cody. (laughs) I'm assuming that's going to be a big part of the episode next week. Because they have to sell us in on wanting to watch their wedding special. Well, I just wish we would have had at least two episodes of bashing Cody. Because then we can get David's take on some of this stuff. He could chime in. Because now we've had Robin constantly chiming in on stuff that she has no business commenting on because she wasn't around or wasn't involved. So I would love to get David's take on literally everything. Maybe he should have been on the couch the whole time with Christine, like the old days. Yeah, it would be all five of them and then David wedged in on the side. too. No, I would want him in the middle right next to Cody. So it would be like Mary, Robin, Cody, David, Christine, Janelle. Okay. That's the seating arrangement that I would go with. (laughs) I don't know if Mary wants to sit next to Robin anymore, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Nobody does. Yeah, Mary gets her own recliner off to the side, her own little lazy boy. (laughs) Every once in a while, they could just pan over to her. (laughs) She's like in a smoking jacket. (laughs) This is ridiculous. It's not like they care about her opinion anyway, so we'll just check in from time to time. She's just scrolling through. She's doing uh, Friday with Friends with Jen. (laughs) Nobody cares. She's playing crossword puzzles on her phone. Candy Crush. I've got a little rewrite. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Cody spares Mary the embarrassment of looking like a hysterical woman. Robin suffers from benzo-induced amnesia. David almost makes his TLC debut. So close. It was so close. Like, they really tried. And man, I feel like I'm going to be right on par with Robin, with where she was at in her benzo trip on this episode and where I'm at with cold medication. We're going to be pretty much on an even playing field. (laughs) She was coming down off of them, though, in this one. She seemed to be tapering. Yeah, she had reached the height in episode two, and now she's on the downswing. You took him too early, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Or is she just, yeah, her adrenaline pumped through it. And now she's on the other side. She already she broke through. Needs a five-minute break to go, go swallow another pill. <laughs> Freshen up. <laughs> Announcements? I'll take the lead on that this week. <laughs> well, I think we had uh, a few folks, a few listeners from the virtual cul-de-sac over at patreon.com slash surviving pod who are on the Discord that we have, our private Discord as part of our Patreon, who were going through... Robin's DIY ornament instructional blog that's on my sister wife's closet, Tis the Season. So they are making some of their own festive holiday ornaments. I do want to clarify that my sister wife's closet, you can still access all of the website. I know that the LLC was recently closed, but this is still here for your viewing pleasure. It's under the news section if you're trying to navigate your way over there. I guess they didn't know how else to say a blog, didn't want to just call it a blog. Blogs on corporate websites help with SEO. You think Robin knows that? I don't think she does. And based on this post, I don't. Th- I think there's a lot of things she doesn't know because it basically starts out as, I love Christmas and all of the holidays during this time of the year. Just all of them. She's inclusive. Very much so. To an extreme. I don't know if you knew, but my sister wife's closet had an entire DNI arm. There you go. That's good. Now it's a DNR <laughs> block. <laughs> because that baby is flatlining. 
<laughs> I love the cheer, the traditions, the goodwill towards others, and the message of peace and family. So this is so appropriate to what we're reviewing right now, because basically nobody in the family wants any sort of contact with her except for Cody. It's pretty impressive. It is to have alienated that many people. We almost missed a major celebration in the Brown family. Did you know this, Corey? Whose birthday? Was it a birthday? It was not a birthday. Not a birthday. It was an anniversary. Happy paperwork shuffle anniversary to Cody and Robin, who were seen out at a steakhouse celebrating this day that they said didn't even matter to them. They didn't even jot the date down, but they still remember and managed to go out for a steak dinner to celebrate it. Just casually on a Monday night like one does. Maybe they're celebrating the approval of their building permit at the Shiraz Chateau, which is now good through the beginning of June. They're going to do some home renovations. What? Are you making this up? No. Yeah, there was an article. I missed it. Oh, yeah. It's out there. So they're doing a little retouch, a little freshen up. Looks like they're getting a new roof, probably. It's going to be a big part of it. Some other demolition. I don't know what else they're going to be doing because there's art on every single square inch of those walls. So I don't know what walls you're going to be blowing out. They're all load-bearing at this point. Maybe they need more walls to hang more art. <laughs> they're, they're just adding walls. like Nice half walls that they could just place around strategically. <laughs> I can't wait to see the art gallery when it's finished. Still nothing on Coyote Pass, though. Oh, Surprising. Of course. A public service announcement that we have to make this week There are fake AI-generated voicemails from Cody Brown floating around TikTok. Pretty poorly made, too. So you see, the AI, not very convincing. No, and it didn't even sound like it was from a phone, like a voicemail. It sounded like a clear audio recording that was then passed through a filter to make it sound like it was on a phone, but definitely didn't sound like phone audio. It was too clear. So whoever is out there in the universe making these, you need to step up your game. Well, it still managed to convince quite a few people, but... Yeah, I mean, first of all, Cody doesn't call Mary, and he certainly doesn't leave voicemails. Something tells me that Cody hasn't left Mary a voicemail since the catfish incident. Do you think she has an old one saved that she plays over and over again when she gets lonely? And they were like, it's time to back up your iCloud account. Because you're going to lose your file, Mary. And the last piece of news is that we will be recapping Murder, She Baked, a plum pudding Christmas on our Patreon this week. Maybe I'll get baked for that. I'll see how I'm feeling. Hopefully you'll have recovered by then. Man, I hope so. Okay. It's time to, uh, I guess, dive into this episode, which was very centered around Mary and Robin. And also highlighted a lot of Cody's shortcomings, which wasn't really a surprise. No, but we like talking about that. So the first thing that seemed to be the consensus coming out of this episode, the way Cody broke up with Mary was very uncool. Well, Cody doesn't think so, but basically everybody else on the planet can agree that, yes, it was handled very poorly. Is uncool the catchphrase of this tell-all? It is for Mary. Janelle, too. Remember? Janelle said it was that was uncool. The opposite of cool. 
So we start off with watching the breakup happening on Coyote Pass. And Christine is just now realizing that Robin was there to witness Mary and Cody leaving each other. Well, because maybe some of the first clips that they showed her, it was when Robin had excused herself to go take a lap around the property because she was basically having a panic attack at the sight of Mary and Cody's marriage coming to an end in front of her. So maybe Christine wasn't fully aware that, yeah, Robin is at this conversation. So she was shocked when Robin was actually seated at the table with Mary and Cody for this discussion. Wait till she sees the full context of it, because it really was a breakup with Robin. It was Mary and Cody breaking up with Robin. Well, telling telling, telling their child yes. that their marriage is over. Got to sit her down and brace her for impact here. <laughs> she also did not realize that Mary had learned at the last tell-all that her marriage was over in front of everyone, that she had not previously known that. Way to go, Suki. So I feel like Christine is probably feeling much more secure in the way that she chose to leave and feeling like she probably uh, made the right decision seeing how this went down with Mary. Christine has no regrets this season. No regrets. No, zero. But Cody's still defending his actions. He's like, look, I mean, we talked. We had these conversations. Some of them were on camera. Some of them weren't. But they weren't really conversations, at least according to Mary. In in Cody's head, they had conversations. He played out a lot of different scenarios. But then he didn't relay any of those discoveries to Mary. And Mary's big thing was she wanted this to happen on camera. She wanted a gotcha moment with Cody on Coyote Pass. But he was not playing into that at all. He's still deflecting everything over to Mary. If you're deciding to leave, that's your decision. Right. And the only things he would say on camera were like little shitty comments that would leave the audience, which we all definitely picked up on that, to believe that he didn't want to be in a marriage with her anymore. But he never said to her face, this is over. He would tell everybody else, but not Mary. He would tell the producers. He would tell Robin. He would tell Janelle. He told all of his other wives, everybody else on the planet, except for Mary. He could not get to the nut's edge of this marriage. But that was for Mary's sake, right? That, that's what he said. He he couldn't tell Mary this because what would happen was Mary would react in a crazy way. She'd just fly off the handle. So he's doing this to preserve Mary's sanity because she really has nothing left going on in her life. So... She can't lose me, too, on top of it. Well, that's what all the blogs that he read online told him, was don't tell your wife this because she's going to overreact. She's going to become hysterical. You're going to need to maybe like check her in to a facility, which maybe would have been the way Cody would have gotten rid of her years and years and years ago. A meritarium? <laughs> Problem solved. Barn Dominium Sanatorium. I did like that. Mary made the point that Cody had this promise with Robin where if this was to happen in their marriage, that they weren't to love one another anymore, that he would approach her, tell her about it, and then they could figure out how to move on from one another. And that he knew that all this time. And he didn't give her the respect that he had promised Robin. Well, yeah, it's because he cares about Robin. Oh, yeah. It's very obvious that if Cody doesn't care about you, he doesn't 
respect you, even just as a human being. Never mind someone he was married to for 30 fucking years and has a child with. Well, the other part of that that's interesting is I feel like Cody kind of knows that he was extra shitty to marry. He feels guilty because he's very quick to shit talk Janelle and Christine. But with Mary, he doesn't seem to be going there. I don't know if he's like, I've already kicked Mary while she's been down for so long. I'm not going to continue doing it. Like in the back of his mind, if there's just that lingering guilt that he has for the way he's treated her over the past few years, 10 to 15 years since Robin joined the family. I don't think so, because I don't think that he's capable of reflecting and feeling guilty for his own actions. But I do think the major difference is that Christine and Janelle chose to leave him Whereas he has left Mary. So now all of a sudden he doesn't have this ill will that he wants to shit talk her like he does with Christine and Janelle. He's been done with her. Also, I kind of feel like Mary knows where the bodies are buried. And that might be part of the reason why he doesn't want to say a whole bunch of crap about her. Maybe he caught wind of this book that she's trying to write. Unbecoming Sister Wife. Did you realize they didn't show that clip at all this episode or in the upcoming? The voice will be heard? Yeah. I thought we did see it again. Did she say it in the episode and then like that was it? I think that was it. I think she said it in the episode. Are you that was fucking it. kidding me? That was me? it. She didn't announce anything. No. no, no. What, was, what was the point? They're just building up storyline. They're just trying to get you invested. By the time she finishes this book, this show is not going to be on the air anymore and no one is going to want to buy it. That fits their timeline. Well, especially with Mary. You don't find out things that happen until 20 years later. So she's going to posthumously publish this book (laughs) upon her death that actually tells her story. This all kind of leads back to the conversation about how Cody is a different person from the one that everybody married all those years ago. And then they show a clip where he's talking about how he hates his life and he doesn't want Robin to see how dark he's gotten. To which Mary had her cold-blooded response because Suki was asking if she's concerned at hearing Cody talk this way about how much he hates his life. And she's like, no, not anymore. I don't really care. (laughs) He made it pretty clear that he didn't want anything to do with my life. So I do not care at all if he hates his. Even better if he hates his life. It's crazy that he would hate his life when he is only now surrounding himself with people who cater to him. And it's all a very curated life that he's responsible for, but then he's shitty. Whose fault is that? It's your fault, bud. You blew it. Well, I mean, maybe it's because he's running out of people to blame the problems in his life on. Oh, yeah. And he's somehow starting to realize that perhaps all roads lead back to him. And maybe Robin isn't the perfect wife that I thought she was. (laughs) Who would imagine that? (laughs) That's impossible. Because Robin's basically telling us, oh, yeah, he's self-sabotaging. And I have to stop him from picking fights with me all the time. He picks fights with me. Picks fights. And then Suki asked for examples. And Robin couldn't think of a single example. (laughs) She just starts to pretend to cry. That's the move. That's the. (laughs) I have to make Suki feel bad for asking me a question. That's my defense mode. She's really bad at coming up with examples for anything. That's why we didn't get to see her when they asked about the song at the 
beginning of the tell-all, what would the theme song of this show be? She's an actress, but she's not good at improv. (laughs) The whole reason, though, that they're having all these fights is because Cody doesn't trust women now. Which, we all came to that conclusion, right? When we found out that he was on the Manosphere. Yeah, it's all making sense now. It makes more and more sense the further we go along in the (laughs) tell-all. Robin's catching up. But that includes her. He also is having issues with trusting her. And he's suspicious. Now, Cody comes as close as possible to admitting that all of this stuff is his fault when he says that basically the devil made him do all of this. But wasn't he coming to the realization this season that he should just be the devil that he always thought that he was? So was that him saying that it was him? Ooh, good catch. I don't know. She should have brought that up. Suki, we got to roll the tape. They need to really get someone on this show who remembers all the things that have been said and can quickly reference tapes and pull them up. To be fair, that should be the producer that's okay. doing that, well, we not need, the host. Well, we need a producer who well, has yeah. these at the ready. A hundred percent, because the producer should know all of the series as well as anybody else who's been watching this for as long as we have. <laughs> I like the subtle, the subtle dig in there. For as long as we have. <laughs> Because I would not put the onus of the Sister Wives universe in its entirety onto Suki because she's picked up enough over the past few years that she's been doing this where she has been able to maintain the relationships and do this. I would want somebody to go in with those examples and pull up those historic examples and provide context for her as part of those interviews. They need to schedule some breaks in the interviews or something so that way they can kind of regroup in between. And revisit questions. And be like, hey, Suki, look at this. Look at this clip. This is from like season six. You need to watch this right now. (laughs) After Cody and Robin's interview, it'd be like, Suki, we're going to need to take about an hour because I have a bunch of clips to show you. I have a catalog of footage for you to go through. (laughs) Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. So this is where we find out everybody's relationship issues with Cody are because they don't have a good relationship with Robin. Which we knew. But like... Any issue that you had with Robin became a major issue in your relationship with Cody. And this is where we get a whopper of a lie where Cody's talking about how he was always equitable with his time, which I feel like he's thinking back to a very selective time period before Robin joined the family, because you can't even say it was equitable when Robin hadn't married into the family yet and she was expecting a night in the rotation in Lehigh. Right. And they had that whole argument amongst themselves about is someone who is not a wife yet eligible for those types of benefits? 
or does she have to wait until after the wedding has taken place? We knew Christine's stance. (laughs) But he's been saying this kind of thing since Christine left and made that same complaint that he was not even with his time. The thing that was really disturbing about this was when he was talking about how mad he gets when other people blame things on Robin because he feels like there's this common thread, whether it be in his family, whether it be publicly, people who watch Sister Wives. Everyone blames Robin for literally everything, even things that are his fault. But then he said it got to a point where if you would say something negative against Robin, I would be like, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. So how many times has he wanted to punch us in the mouth? (laughs) Who has the counter on that? Well, he says this after he talks about how one of his children was complaining that he was spending too much time at Robin's house. Sir, people are already disturbed by how angry you get. Let's not say things that make it seem like you're willing to engage in domestic violence. Do you know how fast Gabe and Garrison would whoop his ass (laughs) if he tried to punch them in the mouth, though? Because that's who he's talking about. Definitely, that's who he was talking about. But he's got those six-pack abs. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't have the body or the immune system of a... Of a 20-year-old. Durability and stamina alone. He's got old man skin. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to split wide open. Don't remind me. As soon as it makes contact with any other physical surface. Of the old man balls. Old balls. Oh, man. But then we get to my favorite part of this episode, which was the whole debacle with the personality test. Because, of course, Christine remembers. Christine always remembers. Well, this was her example of an issue that she had with Robin because she's racked her brain since she left the family and Cody has told her she had all these horrible relationships and especially with Robin. And she can only come up with a few times where she had a real issue with Robin. And this was one of them where Nancy had them take a personality test and Christine was real into it because she wanted to learn more about There's five adults in this family. We all had different personalities. And she harped on it a little bit, especially the part about Robin's personality being really into drama. Well, she took it like as fact. Christine wasn't understanding that these are kind of personality archetypes. These are generalities based on a test response. It's not the end all be all of the makeup of your personality the culmination of the entirety of psychology rolled into one to assess you as an individual in this moment it's not really that well okay but counter argument when the other wives were asked about their results they felt like it was very accurate they felt it was accurate that's good if you're being honest on the test because then that's the thing too is when we've looked at because this is for the uh, the enneagram is what it sounded like these test results were because they were given a number as a result for their personality types, which that pairs back to the nine categories of the Enneagram types because this goes all the way back, I think it was season six, when they were having one of their first therapy sessions with Nancy on camera, and this was the one where Pat was there too. Pat was there for this test, so you think that Cody would remember. They didn't even ask Cody about it. 
I guess Cody blocked it out too, or Robin blocked it out of Cody's mind. I don't know. We're not sure how it works at this point. I don't know how it works. But this was all done on camera. So to deny it, for Robin to look Suki in the eye and say, I don't remember taking a personality test. Oh, well, maybe I did. Right. Because she tries to get out of it when Suki confronts her about this by pretending she has no memory of this ever having taken place and that someone else must have taken the test and answered the questions the way they thought she would answer. And that's how this whole thing played out because she didn't take a test. But if you go back to season six, you can watch Robin being distributed the test and given a pencil to answer it. And then you can see in the following episode, her being handed back her paper with the information about her personality from the results. So the biggest disservice on this show is that we didn't get Robin's results. We only heard Mary and Janelle's results on camera. Well, they should have called Nancy. Oh, man. You think that's, they're probably in a file somewhere. Something tells me that Nancy hangs on to every single piece of paper that passes through her office. <laughs> I just get that feeling from her. They're in a filing cabinet somewhere. They have to be. But the delusion to deny that this ever happened when you filmed it. And this was also when you know she was shitty about it because she did not go to the next appointment they had with Nancy. Remember when she had the belly ache when they were supposed to be doing like a family like building exercise well, with I Nancy? Remember, I remember the, the first one that they did with Nancy was they put their heads together in Arizona. This might have been it. This might have been that trip because, yeah, yeah. They, they stood in a circle and they all put their heads together. And that was their family. um I don't know, position that they wanted to take. I I don't know what to call it. Their family formation. Sure, yeah. (laughs) That's the structure that they wanted to go with. And then Robin was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do therapy anymore. After that, (laughs) that was pretty much it. That was the last that we saw of her for that trip, pretty much. But this had me going because then we got to think back to Christine was kind of a loose cannon at the beginning of their therapy ride here where Christine was getting a little bit of knowledge, and then she was dangerous. She was running with it. She was confronting Mary in her library, (laughs) berating her, telling her that she sucks the joy out of everyone's life, and I wouldn't invite you into a room if I had, unless I really had to, and even then I didn't want to. Hey, maybe that's the conversation that she wanted Cody to have with her. Brutally honest. So I don't know if maybe, what were those discussions with Robin like about her personality test? results were they that damaging maybe not the most delicately put i don't think that christine was pulling any punches and she didn't realize that she was punching either but you could tell just for robin to deny that it happened refuse to remember pretend like she doesn't remember and then maybe five minutes later yell out that it's not just her being dramatic (laughs) christine okay Her mask slipped. Oh, man. You can tell she's thought about that every fucking day since they took that test. (laughs) Whatever Christine said to her, she has not let that go. No, she's still angry about it. Just as angry about it as the day it happened. The biggest reaction we've gotten from her. And that's a lot when you're on a benzo. Or coming down from, you know, whatever. That kind of nicely leads us into 
the next major point of the tell-all, which we learn no one has a relationship with Robin anymore. Why would you? Well, I feel like it was questionable for Mary, right? I mean, we know right off the bat. Christine doesn't trust this bitch. She doesn't like her. She straight up told her to her face, I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. I need a break. It's a good call. But Mary tells Suki she does not consider Robin her sister wife anymore. No, to be a sister wife, you have to be women who are married to the same man. And now Mary is not married to that man. Which is consistent with her stance from the last tell-all when Christine left and she said that exact same thing. But did she have another dick in her? <laughs> right. That, that is a qualification. It's Robin's rules. <laughs> For a legal divorce. Because Robin is an expert on divorce. We found out this episode as well. But the big thing is that Mary does not fully trust Robin, which I don't feel like we would have heard her say earlier in the season. That's newer discovery type information for Mary at this point. Christine has never trusted Robin, and that's why she has no interest in pursuing or repairing a relationship with Robin, because there's a lot of things that Robin says, and then it doesn't match up with a lot of what Robin does, because she keeps talking about the big picture Big family all together, but then constantly is doing things separate from the rest of the family, isolated, and just kind of bogarting Cody's time. Accurate. Very, very accurate. But the thing about Mary not trusting Robin, even though that's a new thing for her to share with us, apparently this has been going on for a long time, because she tells us it started with the catfish, because Robin had a friend her name is Kendra. And she was in Robin's ear during the whole catfishing thing, trying to convince her that Mary was going to leave the family. She was not only in Robin's ear, she was all over the internet saying those types of things as well. But that kind of broke the trust for Mary, but apparently not Robin, because Robin's like, no, we, we don't have a we don't have a trust issue. Everything's good with Mary. I've got her right where I want her. <laughs> I do not recall. The catfishing. There was a yeah. There was a lot of deposition speak this episode. <laughs> I do not recall from Robin, where she was answering a lot of Suki's questions in that manner. Well, that or pretending to cry because then Suki brings up in a question the fact that she has ex sister wives, and Robin starts to lose it. Well, why would she? She's never gonna say that she has ex-sister wives because then they would have to change the name of the show. It'd be a whole thing. That's what I feel like it's about, though. I don't feel like it's because she is so committed to this idea that they're going to have eternity together and that they're her sister wives forever and she doesn't recognize the fact that they've left the family. No. It's because if Robin doesn't have sister wives anymore, does this show exist? Because it's her only paycheck. And even that, we're running out of time on that paycheck. That's where Robin stands with the family. And then we get into the situation with the kids. So we're going to revisit the Christmas gift exchange group chat that was the event that caused a division between all of the kids that didn't exist prior, at least according to Christine. Well, and then we had footage of Robin describing it as the most horrible day. What a horrible day. But it was footage of Robin watching herself say that. And you could almost see her question, 
Was I being too dramatic there? <laughs> she was Am squinting I? while she was watching Am it. Am I being too dramatic? It's like, did her contacts fall out? <laughs> or well, she did have another moment where she saw herself crying, and that set her off sitting next to Suki in the reaction bubble down there in the bottom corner of the screen where she started crying again. Not at anybody else's turmoil here, but only her own. She scoffed at a few other things or gotten annoyed by things Cody has said, but her biggest reactions have been to herself. Pretty powerful stuff. So the real story of what happened on this text thread is Robin's kids were the ones who were losing their shit. Oh, and they just popped off. It was out of nowhere because people were saying, hey, it was exactly what we suspected. Janelle confirmed. It was like nine o'clock at night on the East Coast. Not everybody lives in Flagstaff. Maybe Robin doesn't remember that because all she of her baby birds. She doesn't understand time zones. Well, time zones are complicated enough, especially if you're going to start explaining mountain time to her. Don't even get us started. <laughs> but yeah, all those baby birds are still in her nest under one time zone. So she doesn't understand. It's nine o'clock over there for Maddie, and she's got a couple little kids that she's taking care of. Can't just drop everything and jump on a call. Maybe we could schedule something. But then that's when Robin's kids start unloading with, you've never been nice to us. You were always mean to us. All of you, brown kids. This whole experience of being in this family has been so terrible that we are never going to want to have our own families. Which, thank you, I guess, is what we need to say. Thank you, brown family text thread. (laughs) Wow, Robin is really going to never sit on her porch watching her grandkids. No grandkids. No sister wives, no grandkids. I guess that's kind of a bogus way to come out as child-free, though, to blame your siblings, to say you did such a bad job. You inflicted so much trauma on me. Of being a sibling that I don't even want my own family. The line ends with me. Also, what kind of guilt trip is it that you're trying to pull on everybody in the text thread? Again, like we're the ultimate victims. Now we can't even move on from this and enjoy our lives because we're not going to be able to have our own families and feel secure. Not a victim, sweetie. Robin was already amped up before this entire chat started because someone was telling her the other kids hate her. A person. Again, asking to provide an example. Who was this person who was telling you? It's a person. Who does Robin talk to in this family? Cody. It was clearly Cody. Cody. Who was telling her all the kids hate her. She doesn't talk to anybody else in this family. We're just going to expect. Who was it? The nanny (laughs) telling you? Oh, it sounds like all those kids hate you. No, she doesn't give a shit. Baby Annabelle Brown. That's the voice in your head. So clearly... It only took a little for everyone to get set off. So Janelle and Christine were reading through it because I don't think they were originally part of it. Christine said she read through it because surprisingly, you can have your adult children in a text thread and you as a parent don't need to be in that text thread as well. (laughs) Well, Unless you're Robin. Which is news to Robin. Because apparently Robin and Cody were added to it when Robin's children received the texts. Now, if it was an email chain, do you think that Robin's kids would have CC'd Robin? Or do you think they would have BCC'd Robin? BCC'd. It was definitely a shady BCC. (laughs) Yeah, so they're shocked. They're reading the things that were said, and they're like, damn, we had no idea that Robin's kids felt that way. But okay, good to know. (laughs) Like, thank you for letting me know. 
Well, of course, though, that's not accurate if you ask Robin, because there were plenty of times throughout the years where she had to make the wives aware of situations like when her kids were getting picked on by other kids. Well, that sounds like co-parenting. So (laughs) you guys weren't doing that or? How do you go from your kids picking on my kid to you all have made our lives a living hell never accepted us, tormented us every single day, and now we cannot move on and have families of our own in the future. I don't even want my own family. But then in the same breath, but I want our family to reconcile. Why? What do you mean? And clearly you don't want reconciliation at that point. If all of these people are as terrible as you say that they are, why would you want those relationships back? Good question. It doesn't make any sense. They are kind of having a moment upon reflecting on how they handled the whole integrating the families together. And they're realizing that maybe telling the kids, look, this woman's joining the family. She's going to be your new mom. These are your new siblings. Sit down, shut up and accept it wasn't the best approach. But they were expecting Mary to enforce that because nobody else in the family was going to. (laughs) The enforcer. So they put that on her. And she was laying down the law. But I guess it's because that's basically what they did to Christine and Janelle, too, because they didn't really have a say. They already presented Robin to them as this spiritual witness that she is joining the family. And it doesn't matter what your opinion is. So you need to get on board, shape up or ship out. Well, that's true. That's because, well, Mary thinks she had a part in all of it. but Mary instigated the whole thing yeah she uh well mary suggested that robin seemed like someone who they should get to know more but once cody decided that he liked her it was too late for anyone to change their minds so i guess it's not that surprising that then that's how they presented it to the kids because that was how it was presented to most of the adults that were involved why change the approach when it worked the first time it seems to be working let's just keep doing that And finally, we kind of get introduced to David. We learn the backstory, I guess, of how they met, which was Christine was online dating. Allegedly. Do we still? Is that what the case was? I thought that she knew David. Okay, that's what I thought the story was, too. I thought that they had a history. No, I thought that one of the kids knew of David and was like, like you should meet David. Not like a dating history, but I mean, like they knew each other. Social circle, they had been acquaintances before. Well, the story we're getting now (laughs) is that she had been on a dating site and she was just casually dating and she saw his profile. She She was Tinder swiping. She saw those eyes and her loins lit a flame. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, my. They went on a few dates. By date four... She's in love. Because you know what happened on date three. (laughs) She got divorced, if you know what I'm saying. She got the D, the big divorce. To feel desired was magical. I think you're right, Corey. Tell us more about that. That's where Suki should have dug in a little more. Third date. I don't care about the fourth date, Christine. What happened on the third date? Why was he the thumbnail for this episode on Max when we didn't even get to hear him say more than hello? Because he looks like a thumb. So they just, <laughs> well, look like a thumb. Now he sounds like a thumb in my mind, too. 
Oh, you are not making friends out there, huh? I don't trust this guy. You don't trust him? I don't. Well, we're going to learn, hopefully, a lot more about him the next episode. And then let's reserve our judgment until then. Well, if we get one word per episode, (laughs) then we should have a pretty good idea of the type of man that he is at the end of their wedding special. Next episode. In the final episode of this interview special, Robin discusses coming to terms with monogamy and what she needs to move on. I'm guessing it's monetary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, divorce from Cody. A legal divorce now. Christine introduces her new fiancé, David, and the couple shares the events that led to their engagement. Should we share the results of our Enneagram tests as well? We did take the Enneagram test, and I i don't know. I don't know if this was like a good site to take it on. It's I, one of those. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's not one that we paid for, but we weren't going to give our email address out for the results for something else. So, I mean, it came back as something. Yeah, it, it came back, though, as like split results, which I guess makes sense that you fit kind of into certain a couple of different categories. It was percentage-based or, you know, the tally of the responses that happened. But I think we both came back primarily as fives, which were the investigators, which I guess that makes sense. <laughs> fives, and then I was also an eight. So oh. I believe that's the same as Mary, the see, challenger. See Mary, girl. And then I was nine, the peacemaker. So I feel like that's probably Christine. Oh, I feel like, I feel like Janelle said that she got the peacemaker. Oh. I don't know, though. I don't remember. Easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. That sounds like Janelle at that time. <laughs> but I like the investigator for the two of us. It's the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. <laughs> oh, well, it gets a little sad there at the end. <laughs> well, that's just podcasting in general. It's very isolating experience. Well, you shouldn't feel isolated because we do have the Discord. So. That's true. Yes, there is a bit of a community that we've built around here that we're not going through this alone. We are a collection of survivors. And thank you for listening. Okay, maybe we can talk about all of our Enneagram results there. Or you could tell us like a real site that we could take it on. Yeah, maybe a serious one. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.